today on a special edition of Nerdy Through the Grapevine, you'll find our friends that gather weekly have stumbled into a grape tragedy. <laughs> mm. Once upon a time, the four hosts of the wildly popular podcast Nerd It Through the Grapevine. This is fiction. Dane, Shazam, Tiny, and Marcus embarked on an adventure they would never forget. They decided to take a break from their usual nerd-centric discussions and set out on a thrilling expedition to a mysterious tropical island. Equipped with their microphones, an abundance of enthusiasm, and questionable survival skills, the four hosts boarded a rickety old plane headed for the remote island. Unfortunately, their journey was anything but smooth. As luck would have it, Marcus, the self-proclaimed adventure enthusiast of the group, had a penchant for turbulence-induced panic attacks. <laughs> that, that part's probably yeah, true. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Uh, um, as the plane hit a rough patch of air, Marcus's anxiety skyrocketed. He began wildly flailing his arms, accidentally knocking the emergency exit lever. The door swung open, and in a comedic twist of fate, Marcus was sucked out of the plane, flailing and screaming all the way down. Dane, Shazam, and Tiny, still in a state of shock, watched helplessly as Marcus disappeared into the clouds. After a few moments of stunned silence, they glanced at each other and burst into laughter. (laughs) Well, I guess that's one way to make an exit, quipped Shazam, trying to lighten the mood. Eventually, the plane landed safely on a sandy beach on a deserted island. Attention passengers, we've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day. Now stranded, the three remaining hosts find themselves in a tropical paradise, but without any means of escape. Rather than dwelling on their misfortune, they decided to turn their predicament into an opportunity for a hilarious podcast content. Using the remnants of their podcasting equipment, they set up a makeshift studio in a cozy cave on the island. They transformed their castaway experience into a weekly podcast series aptly named The Castaway Chronicles. (laughs) That's actually really good. With their signature humor and nerd knowledge, they shared hilarious anecdotes, survival tips, and geeky discussions all the while trying to find a way back home. So it just killed Marcus. <laughs> like it just... well, he's, he's dead. And we, we just gently landed on a deserted island. Well, yeah. it was, I was just going to, you know, I, that, in case anybody was wondering, that was ChatGPT that wrote that story for an intro for our episode. And Marcus uh, wasn't able to be here today, and it was going to originally be the four of us, so I prompted it to uh, give Marcus a good death. So if you ever don't show up, we're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Dane Holland. I'm Austin Shazam Pfeiffer. And I'm Austin Tiny Zen. And we are Nerd It Through the Grapevine, the podcast where four best friends gather weekly to talk about our favorite parts of past, present, and future nerd culture. And this is the Castaway Chronicles. Surely we can TM that, right? I mean, I, it's got to yeah, be. It's got to. It has to exist already. It's too good. That was. I mean, as I was reading it after the prompt, you know that this was my first out loud read through. But I'm reading it after the prompt, and I'm like, 
okay, I wanted Marcus to have a good death. And it gave me such a good death because the last time Marcus went flying on an aeroplane, he was very nervous. He thought that he was going to die just from his heart. Yeah. <laughs> he know not. Yeah. He didn't even have to have. So the fact that in this fictitious story that ChatGPT cooked up, Marcus had an anxiety attack, flailed his arms, and knocked himself out of the plane. I just, oh my gosh. It's too good. And now he's got a new fear of flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is prone to flailing during, you know, bouts of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it does track with real life experience. Absolutely. Yeah, because if he couldn't pace like he does whenever he gets his anxiety, then he would have to flail his arms. And that plane's small and rickety. He can't pace inside that thing. Now, is flailing your arms like pacing but arm based? Yes. It's like if only your arms are pacing. Yeah. Rapidly. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and you can channel that into into boxing if you want to though. Well, it's mm. like it's like a jumping jack without the jumping part. It's just the jack. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the jack part of jumping jack. Yeah, it's like I'm drowning. It's the drowning motion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Oh. It's probably how he died. It, well, <laughs> I like to think that a very large, like comedically large falcon swooped underneath him and he landed on it and now he's flying off to join his new family of of giant falcons that will raise him and make him one of their own. It wasn't a falcon at all. It was actually an eagle. Oh, it was an eagle? Yeah, it was Tolkienian. Oh, yeah, those were Mm. eagles, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Man, that would have been too easy. Yeah. Do Do you guys know what Robinsonade is? Uh, it sounds like a weird sports beverage. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I have an idea, but I don't know if it's appropriate for our, for our audiences. A Robinsonade is a plot about characters being stranded in the wilderness far away from civilization and forced to live off the land in order to survive. So that's what we're doing today. But I wanted us to come up with our things you know the classic thing of okay if you're stuck on an island what's the last blue blah blue blah blue you're gonna bring well we're doing that today yeah with like nerd because nerd stuff is gonna fit into all those categories and i actually went to our discord server in the backyard bonanza and picked out some backyardians from there and uh, they gave me some of their list as well so I thought it'd be nice. a fun way for us to shout out some of our, our members of Discord and, and fans of the show. Do you guys so I picked five different categories for this. I don't know if you guys want to add one at any point for just us to do this fine. But for the five categories, I've got book, movie, album, snack, and video game. And I think I, I was gonna do it to where we just go through our five and then move on, but I think it would be good to do like book. Never, but like the book everyone chose yeah. and then talk about this and then move on through the list that way. Yeah. So we get the very yeah, end. Yeah. Is that cool? Sounds good. That works okay. for me. Can we also add vegetable? Ooh, for that us. way we can be healthy. That's you know? fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. You know? To counteract the snack. Yeah, yeah. Because snacks if your snack are pro- Well, if your is snack is healthy, you don't yeah. have to pick a vegetable. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, I would think there's maybe vegetables on our island. Maybe. Okay. My, my okay. snack's not healthy. Maybe. Well, I mean, well, this pick could guarantee that it's on said island. That's true. I'm perfectly because fine with that. I've never seen a tropical broccoli. We'll have a big closeout with picking our vegetable okay. we would bring right. to kind of wrap it all up and bring it or all together. condiment. Either or. Either I'm or. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. We got, a, we got an hour to decide I, I how we come up with so many it. ideas <laughs> while I sit here, you know. <laughs> so, book. I want to start off with a book that what I would bring on the other one. I mean, this is just us stuffing these things in our backpack as we hop on this plane and Marcus flies out of it and you joke about it and then we never see him again. 
American Gods by Neil Gaiman. I had to pick a Neil Gaiman book. He's my favorite author. I, okay, I didn't have to because this doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite thing. It just be just something that you could see yourself enjoying for an indefinite amount of time. But the way Neil Gaiman writes and the subject matter and just the way you can read it a few times and still find something different every time you read it, I think would keep me going for a long time. And also I would hope that I would be able to make some kind of pencil and and write on some stone or something while I'm there. <laughs> so I want to be motivated by my favorite writer and read through one of my favorite books by him. But American Gods, it's a, it's a thick boy. It's probably his, I think it's his largest novel that he's written. And uh, it would entertain me for a while. And I would get to read through it a whole bunch of times. American Gods is about the main character, Shadow. And something terrible happens to his wife. And there's a lot of supernatural stuff that goes on that kind of keeps her memory around with him. And he runs into, along his journey of just trying to figure himself out and what to do through life now, he runs into a lot of gods like that are walking among us and in this world for the gods to be alive and to to continue being deities people have to worship them so they have to consume worship in order to grow and flourish and actually still be gods so he tags along with a a character named wednesday and they he kind of hires him to do a bunch of like crazy jobs with them and and the characters in this book tiny you can attest to it oh, like yeah. the char- every single character in it is so unique and mm-hmm. special and and just the voice that he gives them it's you can not even see who's speaking and see the way that they talk and you know yep. exactly which character in a group of four or five even you would be able to tell which one is which speaking that's how unique all these characters are Yep, my favorite would be Chernobog. Oh, Chernobog is the man. Uh, he had the, the man, the one of the best lines in the book, and also the ending was sad in a way, but also yeah. happy. But also it was happy. very strange. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wild book, and it gets real weird. Um, but it's also oddly peaceful and hectic. Uh, it's, yeah, he's he's really good at being able to juxtapose like this kind of serenity with a chaos but also told in a very poetic nature. The, the cadence of of Gaiman's writing is very poetic yeah. to me just as you read it. And being the man that's only seen the show, uh, what's that guy's name again that you got? Chernobog? Chernobog. Chernobog. Is he the, is he the one with the giant, yes. with the giant hammer? And yes, has the, that's the one. And he has, the, hammer, yeah. has the Russian accent. And yeah. he's, he's good in all the movies that I see him in, too. So. Oh, yeah. He's always a Russian. Yeah, always. Oh, Maybe yeah. he's Russian. I mean, he might be. I've <laughs> never actually looked it up. Hell, Maybe. he was... But he, if not, he's very convincing. He, he was in the origin story of the Kingsman movies called The King's Man playing Rasputin. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's what American Gods is about. And I I love it. And I want to reread it again because I've only read it once. I've only read there, it like so. four times. It's a big boy, though. It's one you got to... You got to really dedicate some time to, but really, you could just pick any Neil Gaiman book, and I would be happy with it. It's just this one would be the one I would choose. Well, I, f- I feel like that's a solid choice because it's mm-hmm. really good. I've read it myself. Mm-hmm. Arguably, it's my favorite of the ones of his that I have read. Yep. So solid, solid uh, choice. TV show? Don't watch the TV show. I didn't because, even try like, that. They didn't like he wasn't directly involved with the creation of the TV show, and it's obvious where that starts to kind of distance itself, and it ended up getting canceled and. The other things that he's been involved with of his writing that's become TV shows, they've been successful. So 
there's the difference there. But I had to go with Gaiman, and I had to take him with me on my journey. I chose a book that is a picture book. Mm-hmm. Because it's a pop-up. It the is, Hungry, it, Hungry Caterpillar. It is not a pop-up book, but is one of the greatest illustrated works that I've read. It Everybody is, poops. No. <laughs> is, that a, is that a visual novel? Oh, no. It is. It is. <laughs> it is Kingdom Come from DC Comics. Yeah. Kingdom Come is a was a four-volume miniseries that came out, and they released it all in a condensed one giant book. So and it had chapter by chapter in there. Uh, basically, it is set in a future basis to where Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are having to face the realities of a world that's overpopulated with metahumans as the existence of people with powers has now altered the course of the way the human genetics are going to be and everything. I mean, and the the art in the book is done by a portrait artist that does comic book work. His name is Alex Ross. And looking through the comic book and just seeing every single page with an oil painting for 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 its art content you're in there you're seeing the people you're not seeing just characters that are cartoons it looks like you're looking at people yeah, he's arguably arguably the most realistic comic artist that there is and I, I absolutely love it and that's what introduced me to Shazam it was a more of a martyr story for Shazam, um, the, basically it was one of these things. It was such a giant war happening between different factions of the metahumans and the superheroes and da-da-da that they were all trying to just either you know nullify each other's powers or, or knock each other out or kill each other, depending on what they're trying to do. And the U.S. government decides to join with the U.N., and they all decided that they needed to end this conflict before it destroyed the world. So what they decided to do, let's drop some nukes on it. And the nukes were actually super-powered nukes that were designed to actually just, you know, kill the, the metahumans and to be strong enough to, to wipe them out while they're all so densely concentrated in this war that's happening in a wiped-out area of Kansas. And the, the way that, it survive, that they survive is uh, Captain Marvel, uh, as he was named then, but Shazam, as we all know him, uh, he ends up saving the day by you know, destroying the nuke that was going to hit the main, like the main bulk of the people. Uh, the rest of them were, were taking, you know, kind of like Green Lantern shields protects and da 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 da. But man, just seeing him make the sacrifice because Superman told him point blank. He said, I can't make this choice, Billy. I can't make the choice on whether to save the gods or to save the humans because I can only truly walk on one side. You're the only one that lives in both worlds. And that still gives me chills. Mm -hmm. Because in all honesty, when he's not in his, you know, Captain Marvel Shazam form, he's just a person. He's not got any remnant of power whatsoever happening in him. And as soon as he says the word, he is an unstoppable force. So it's completely true. And he makes the ultimate sacrifice by um, uh, calling down the lightning as soon as he grabs a hold of the nuke to destroy it in the air. So, and with the, uh, I think it, I think one of the lines in it in Seven Thunders uttered their voice is one of the things, because it's also walking, it, it's a weird meta area in this, uh, in this graphic novel too, because you've got the, uh, a character called the Spectre that's basically the vengeance of God. And he's walking this Catholic priest around, 
you know, like basically transporting him place to place via this otherworldly power that he has to just be omnipotent and everywhere at the same time. And he's showing him how it's almost like the books of like the book of Revelation unfolding in the world of DC. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. It's cool that he gets to see the heroes older too, and just see how their their views have changed throughout time with them and the things they struggle with now that supers are everywhere. And my favorite thing about Alex Ross's uh, Captain Marvel depictions is his Captain Marvel depiction looks exactly like me without a beard. Looks pretty very similar like, to you. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's great. It's meant to be. So <clears throat> one wouldn't expect me to pick a Stephen King novel, correct? Would one? One would, but I did not pick a Stephen King novel because mm-hmm. he is my favorite author and I didn't want to cheat especially since I held one of our listeners that participated in the Backyard Bonanza to the strict rule of picking one. Mm-hmm. I could not in good conscience say the Dark Tower series. So, therefore, I picked the Joe Hill novel, The Fireman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did cause COVID by reading it. True. That's the only downside. Mm-hmm. But the book is fantastic. <laughs> it. You can definitely see hints of his father in it, and it has very compelling characters and a a story that just grabs you and doesn't want to let you go. And I feel like I could read it multiple times and not be upset that it's the just the same book. You yeah. know, you know how stupid I am. Yes. Whenever you yeah, said, we "Well, it's," I mean, besides the obvious, oh. I'm so stupid that whenever you said, "Well, I'm not going to pick a Stephen King," I said, "Well, you're going to go with his son." Like that's what my brain said, but my brain forgot his name. And you know what? My brain called him instead of uh, his real name. It was Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Now hold on uh, a minute, that ain't quite the right name, there, is it?" <laughs> well, actually, Hill is part of his middle name. I'm just throwing that out. There. He didn't want to use King because then right, it would just want, sell because yeah, of his dad, right? Exactly. Yeah. He didn't want to use that clout. Yeah. So he used, I think it was, it's like Hillstrom is his middle name. Hmm. So he just went Hill, which people are going to eventually find out. Right. But it is, it's a good sentiment to be like, I want. Because not everyone knows that he's Stephen right. King's son. So whenever they go to see a book you know, by him and eventually yeah. just kind of read it randomly, they have no clue. Yeah, and, and that's really neat. Exactly. And now he's gotten to the point where he's built his own following. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know for a long time that was him, so I'd just walk by him. Hey, you know? he's, uh, I mean, he, he's changed a lot since he was in Superbad. I mean, he's lost a lot of weight here recently. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong person, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Still a talented individual as well. What's a short kind of synopsis of what that book is about without any spoilies? Okay, a short synopsis with no spoilers would be a worldwide pandemic breaks out. It's called Dragon Scale. You develop scale-like things on your body, and over time you, uh, you just explode into fire, spontaneous combustion style. And there's no cure for it. You know, apocalypse is raining down. And this lady who's a nurse becomes pregnant and she becomes pregnant at the beginning of all of this. And she made a pact with her husband that if they contracted dragon scale, that they would um, hit the exit button together. Well, she becomes pregnant and wants to go through the pregnancy first to give her child a chance at life. um, If it's not congenital. So the husband decides that's not what we agreed on and goes crazy, 
fight ensues. She runs away and she ends up finding a community of people that have learned to live with the dragon scale. They've learned how to not explode by it. And one individual in particular who dresses like a fireman has learned how to actually control it like pyrokinesis style. Cool. Can like shoot fire and turn into, he calls it like going Phoenix, basically big firebird. That really sounds cool. so cool. awesome. Why has this not been made a movie yet? It totally should be. I, uh, that, I have the book if you ever want to read it. I would like to read that. I have it. Hell, I can't read. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You can use it to teach you. Totally forgot. That's uh, See, because what I'm so uh, I'm so stupid. I keep, because you said the fireman, and I can't get George Strait's song, The Fireman, out of my head. Not familiar. Uh, oh, God, good. And I'm the fireman. That's my name. <laughs> Driving around this town, putting out old flames. Well, he is like a firefighter, but the opposite. So he's literally a fireman. Yes. Like spi- yes. Yes. So it's not like fireman. It's... Spider-Man, right? But he drives, but he drives a fire truck and wears like a firefighter's outfit. That's so badass. It reminds me of an anime called Fire Force. Yes, yeah, that reminds me of that too. I think that's what popped in my head. Yes. Okay, I'll I'll read that, Tiny. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Do you guys want to move on to some of our uh, our backyard bonanzians? Yeah, let's see what they said. Yeah, backyardians. So the first one from DT from Space Castle, the podcast. Mm. Very good friend of the show and also an amazing podcast, a really good nerd podcast if anybody out there has not listened to Space Castle yet. Fantastic. I just went through their back catalog. Like They've got such a good quality to the show and just really smart. And, uh, really like and he had a little string of them to where he had like 15 minute episodes that were all based on just like specific subjects that he was covering. Mm-hmm. And I listened to probably five or six just back to back to back to back on the way home from a wedding one night. It yeah. was it was very good, especially the one about the uh, the astronaut doctor that he interviewed. And he had to yes, get, with NASA. Oh, yeah. He, had, yeah, to, that he great. had to get a release from the U.S. government to be yes. able to use the footage that he used for his podcast. Yeah. It was, hey, you know, props. Yeah. Brudda. When you need government clearance to do an interview for your podcast, you're doing pretty good. That's my goal with Jesse Ventura up at the Fanboy Expo. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I just know it. I got a pack of feral uh, dogs. Yeah, D- DT feels just like one of the guys. Like It feels like he could sit in with us no problem he should drop down one day yeah from space i don't know (laughs) he just has to float down from the clouds dt castle here is me formally extending an invitation (laughs) to fill in for marcus or whoever or shit we'll pull in a fifth chair who cares yeah exactly pull in a fifth chair bring a microphone okay we'll bring your own own. headphones he's got his own microphone bring your own mic and headphones bro we'll set you a seat so unfortunately marcus isn't here with us but DT didn't cheat and just say the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He picked the Fellowship of the Ring. Specifically. The the, yes, according to Tiny. <laughs> DT, if you didn't know this, the Fellowship of the Ring is a musical in book form. Why would you pick a musical? I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't judge your opinion because it's your opinion and you're a beautiful person and you're entitled to it. But you picked a fucking musical. <laughs> There's like three songs. They're, no, there's so they're just many. early on, right? There's so many, but there's three back to back in the beginning. <laughs> I can, I can respect his choice of the first one in the trilogy. 
because I'm a sucker for a setup. I love the beginnings of stories, no matter how epic and crazy they become. Just like in Star Wars, I, I like A New Hope more than I do the following two. And that's not very common, I feel like, with big Star Wars fans. like They tend to like you know Return of the Jedi a whole lot more. And uh, But I just like the beginnings of characters and get to see all that. So with the Fellowship of the Ring, you get to you get to meet the whole gang for the first time, except for those that, you know, maybe in The Hobbit. But The Hobbit's so boring, man. The Hobbit don't count. The Hobbit don't count. It's so boring. I'd rather meet and read The Salamander or whatever. <laughs> that, too. Kind of boring. I mean, it's, but, an, uh, it's an encyclopedia. Yeah, the, yeah. Sa- the Salmonellian. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So excellent choice by DT picking Lord of the Rings and especially the Fellowship of the Ring. Our friend Kadel, a.k.a. Ollie, chose... Auto? Auto. auto. My phone auto-corrected auto to Ollie. <laughs> That's, they're both uh, skateboard Sorry, moves, te- yeah. technically, right? Yeah. If you know how to pull an auto on a skateboard, you're doing pretty good. That's when you do the Ollie and it goes into your crotch region when you <laughs> <Yes>. land. <laughs> so, so auto, but thanks yes. to the phone's, uh, thanks to the autocorrect auto, we've now yes. named the skateboard move after you. Because that's the, that's the auto reset button. As soon as that happens, <laughs> your, your memory is completely wiped. You become a new person that starts with pain. You All you know is pain and suffering you see in a, life. You see a bright light. You hear Madonna. Now I feel I just got home and I feel. And you're back to earth just in excruciating pain. Yeah. <laughs> I just got home. It's the only way to, uh, to physically be born again is to pull an auto on a skateboard. Auto chose Princess Bride as the book. I've never read Princess Bride. I've only watched Princess Bride. They read Princess Bride and Princess Bride. I didn't even know it was a book. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But I didn't eat Wait a second. So You didn't know how meta the movie it's was? It's meta. Yeah. Because I've, it was already I've only watched 10 minutes of the movie. No, you've okay? not seen the whole? I didn't enjoy the 10 minutes that I watched. No, Tiny. It's okay. I I mean, was, it's fine. It it's took, a specific I mean, type of humor. I do need to go back and watch it because a lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. But... It's it's. You don't I have, have to, to get in it. the proper like Brit. It, it's there's a lot of like British style humor. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of got to be in the right frame of mind it, to yeah. enjoy that. It took me four different attempts and two different hallucinogens to appropriately enjoy the Holy Grail. So I get that. I was fixing to say it took me years to finally enjoy Monty Python. And this isn't Monty Python, but I, right. But just kind of saying the similar style of it's a certain brand of humor. And uh, if you aren't into it, you know it's fine. It's a it's its own thing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I uh, I remember Princess Bride really liking it right off the bat. But it's a little bit easier to get into, I think, than Monty Python. Monty Python is like thick British humor. And witty. And witty. Like if yeah. you're not smart, you're just going to be like, this is the dumbest thing ever. It's, and I'm not that smart sometimes. But the older we've gotten, the more we've been able to kind of digest it. Because as a kid, when I watched it, I was just like, man, this is boring. The argument oh, over the bird carrying the coconut. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I made it through all the Hitchhiker's Guide books, okay? And those are like about as British as they get. Yeah, true. So I can enjoy British things. Right. I just have to be in the right space. Yeah, you'll have to be in the right mindset for it but yep. i wonder how close the movie is to the book considering i've never mm. read it before but you said they read the book in the movie so maybe it's scene for scene yeah as close as it can be yeah auto, you, let us know yeah, yeah. auto how close is it put yeah. it in our discord yeah we know you listen 
Uh, live, yeah. uncut, uncensored, and irrevocably sarcastic. There, there we know? go. Done. <laughs> oh, wait. So am I supposed to? Oh. oh no, uh, not yet. No, no, not yet. We're not done not yet, yet. Not yet, not yet. What was I going to say? Nothing? Is it time to move on? Moving to the- on. Yeah. That's what I was going to do. See, whenever you do the wreck of li- it's like Marcus said. <laughs> once you hit that, what do you do after that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it's but just a I, solid I'm, ender. Yeah, I'm loath to change it at this point. <laughs> we can't change it. It's tattooed onto the podcast. I know. Our good friend, John, a.k.a. Fresh Snoop, mm. chose Angels and Demons, the book. So not the other one. It, it is a Dan Brown book. Yes, Dan Brown. It is before the Da Vinci Code. Okay. It, it's actually pretty fantastic. It's better than the Da Vinci Code, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the movie just sucks monkey nuts. Don't the move, even, didn't the movie make it even. like a sequel? Instead of a prequel, uh, they they I don't even remember. It was so bad because it. I mean, it put. Ro- I mean, Robert Langdon was in the same similar kind yeah. of thing. Oh, what, wasn't there well, a third it, one too called Inferno? Uh, no, or something like that. Inferno's or? the fourth one. It's Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, The Lost Symbol, and Inferno. Okay, they never made a movie of The Lost Symbol. They just made a movie of right. Inferno. Okay. Really? They just yeah, skipped they, that one all together. Well, they started with the Da Vinci Code as the movie, also right. a video game pretty good wait older based on the movie yes <laughs> a good hold on what they use different okay for people that are unaware it's based around a lot of art history and mm-hmm. symbology yeah and there's usually some kind of crazy thing going on so using the art history they they figure out what the hell it is and mm-hmm. in this in the da vinci code they're trying to find the lineage of christ mm-hmm. because of the theory that jesus had a baby with mary magdalene Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact issue in Angels and Demons because it's, I mean, I was 13 when I read it. But very good. And mm-hmm. the video game for the Da Vinci Code used similar style puzzles, but not the same things for the same mystery. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Did you get to be Nicolas Cage? No. It was Tom it was Hanks. Tom Hanks, buddy. You got to be Tom Hanks. Wait, no, so. I'm thinking of National, National Treasure. Treasure. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> in mean, my head, Da Vinci honestly, Code and National Treasure, same thing. Honestly, they're not very dissimilar. Yeah, National Treasure is just more of like a for a younger audience digestible yeah. thing as opposed to yeah. like a damn yeah, National because, Treasure. Because definitely the uh, the yeah. secret of the Knights Templar was actually carrying on the secret of the lineage of Christ. Yes, and gotcha. the Rosicrucians yes. and all the various branches of Masonry and blah okay. blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Dan Brown, besides those things. I don't know of any. I know I've seen his name on many, many books, right? Haven't I? Or Probably. is that really the only one? I mean, well, if you've got your name on four books, that's many, many to me. Well, that yeah. is many, many, yeah. Those, those are the Robert Langdon series, essentially. But he does have other books. Yeah, Robert Langdon is okay. the main character I got of those you. books. So Angels, Angels and Demons was written before the Da Vinci Code? Yes. Okay. Interesting that they chose Da Vinci Code to start off with movies. Uh, I and, think it was just the whole hype. Yeah. Of you know chasing the lineage of Christ. Uh, I see. Okay, you know I, I gotcha, think that's gotcha. probably why it, they chose that. All, one. Yeah, strongest money, strongest money grab based on subject material. Right. Got it. And they don't have to be read in any particular order. No? I think Angels and Demons. There was a, an assassination plot against the Pope, if I remember correctly. Huh. But I could be thinking Devil's Labyrinth. Yeah. But anyway, well, um, I don't remember what I was saying now. Oh, they don't have to be read in any particular order. You can just pick them up and read them. That's interesting. So, huh. Because they're separate crimes trying to be solved so okay so there might be some through storyline but it's not enough to really super make a vague difference. to right. do that okay i got it 
Well, now I'm kind of interested in actually reading that as opposed to watching it because I don't think I've really wanted to watch. I saw the Da Vinci Code, but it was kind of meh. It's fine. Yeah. I like National Treasure, right? That was what it's called. Yeah, yeah I Nicholas like that a Cage. lot more. Yep. Nick Cage. Now, moving on from Fresh Snoop, we have Carly, my girlfriend. Ooh. She yeah, she gave me a list and she chose for her book 1984 by Orwell. Not read that one, no? but I've heard that if you like sci-fi, it is like the big iconic one, and it's supposed to be heavily it's, relevant with things that are happening in today's world. It's not not sci-fi as much as uh, dystopia. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, dystopia, it's a, it's not a, sci-fi. It's a dystopic story of uh, basically government being able to tell you like war is peace. And, and all the opposites. Like they have these different, uh, it's been forever since I've read it, but they have these different sectors that to where one thing is symbolizing the opposite, just trying to to get you to believe the opposite of reality. And they can actually change reality by they have a, the main character and it works even in a specific department that destroys records of facts. So that way they can be changed into whatever they want them to be. But the book it's gotten a whole lot more popular kind of as time has gone throughout things that go on in government, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of times books written way in the past, things come to reality later on because life imitates art. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that the author in their head, they were like, well, if this one small thing that's going on right now in the real world were to continue, here's where I think it would end up. And it's crazy reading it and then being able to compare reality to it. And it's it kind of makes it like, sometimes when you read a dystopic novel, it's an escape, you know, to this crazy place to where everything's gone wild and bad. And it's just fun to kind of escape your reality of just, you know, wake up to the sunshine, have a day, go to bed. So Orwell, is it George Orwell? Is that the, the author's name, George Orwell? Or not George, but Orwell was the guy who wrote... Uh, also, War of the Worlds, I believe, right? What was that? Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah, you're thinking That's, Orson Welles. Yeah, I'm a yeah, big George, or, George Orwell. Orson Welles. God, you both did. Five for being man. idiots. Yeah, no, it's fine. I was thinking, I was like, they didn't do that too, uh, but very close name though. So mm-hmm. you're you're close there. But uh, no, it's, it's not at all. So close. It's so you were so close. Wait, oh wait. Oh, so Orson, Orson, just take take the W. He's trying to Orson. Orson Welles. George Orwell. Orwell. It's a mouthful of peanut butter either way you look at it. Orwell. 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 So, yes, if you have not read 1984 and you are interested in dystopic stories, go read it. But uh, also beware of having a, a little bit of an existential crisis whenever you do read it. So it's an interesting choice. Whenever I told her I was going to do this and... And I was like, stuck on an island, grab your last, you know, the last thing that you can have in each of these categories that you would enjoy while you're stuck on this island for an indefinite amount of time. And her first thing in her head was 1984. It's one of her favorite books. She's like, wait, if I'm stuck in a place that I don't want to be, I can't escape, everything is bad. I don't know if I want to read a dystopic novel yeah, about <laughs> shit going down terribly for humanity. Right. And I was like, yeah, but hey, you know, forget about the island part. Like, you know. <laughs> It kind of, 
I feel like in that situation in an island, you would have some depression because you're like, I might not ever see anyone ever again. Right. So you read a book that is depressing. Yes. So now you have mega depression. No, it's company. It's like the the misery that you're having. Oh, is misery loves company. See, so that's Ah, what this book would would be. Have a friend. There's a there's and then Kathy Bates cuts off a foot. (laughs) That happens in the book, not the movie. Not the movie. Um, we've got movies too in our bags, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. I'm gonna start back at the top. Let's get some movies yeah. going. All right, we're going to the movies now. My movie, because I'm in a place where I may not laugh very much, but now that I know that I'm stuck with you guys on this island, we'll be laughing plenty. But I wanted to be able to laugh if I were to sit by myself at the one TV that the island has that we have to take turns watching our movies on. The coconut VCR. The coconut. <laughs> the coconut VCR. We've all we've all gone coconuts. <laughs> We're just sitting there, just watching a rock, laughing to myself. You lay but, the VHS tape on the top, and you just lose your shit because it's funny. That's actually what all this is. It's actually us. We've gone insane, and we've found things that are not these things, but our brain has made them into these things. So when you see me, when you see me staring at the big stone, the flat stone, laughing hysterically. To myself i'm watching hot rod we can make literal stick figures and i can dance them in front of the rock for you thank you so much oh my gosh <laughs> i can see the montage with just one the one stick person right now just <laughs> and tiny's got a twig and he's got him dancing around the twig he's running through the woods he's running through the woods right now it's a montage angry dance fighting in the woods is what hot rod was doing in the movie to let off some steam but if you love to laugh and you like Andy Samberg, if you haven't seen Hot Rod, I don't know. Actually, if you want to press pause on the podcast, go to the closest rock and sit there and watch Hot Rod until you laugh yourself to death on the island. Please do it. It's just such a different brand of humor than I think I've ever gotten from another movie. Even his other ones that, that he's been a part of, like uh, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Yeah, Pop which Star. Is Pop Star. Yeah. That one's really funny too, but it's still completely different from the style that Hot Rod has done in. And plus Will Arnett in that movie, he just... He's not even... Yeah, he's, he's not, not even there much. No, he's just But there, when he is there... It's prolific. Yeah. So the movie is insanely quotable. There's so many strange freaking moments in it. But <laughs> babe, wait, <laughs> babe, no, wait. If you've ever heard somebody say cool beans a whole bunch of times in a row in really strange cadences and volumes, that's from the movie Hot Rod. The the downhill like um, racing oh, soapbox derby scene. Yes. Oh, gee, yeah. the way it opens or no, it opens up with him flying downhill <laughs> and smashing into an RV. Yeah. Uh, you please watch this movie. Please. This week, this week, at some point, watch Hot Rod. I don't even know where it's streaming. Go buy it. I don't care. But this is the movie I would have to take with me. It was between a whole bunch of different ones, but this is the only comedy that I just had to have with me. I didn't have my wife make me a list, but I did require some help when it came to movies to watch because mm-hmm. there are so many that are rewatchable for me, and I narrowed it down to a few. Um, my, my, my two that I had was The Loser, which was Space Jam. Mm. and I, I was using it for the same purpose that I would be using this movie as well. Uh, 
Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Solid. Interesting solid choice. choice. Oh yeah. Brother, Where Art Thou? It would absolutely, I mean, you've got uh, the story of the Odyssey broke down into like, you know, rural South setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a great soundtrack to go along ri- with it. I That's mean, great. You, you, I mean, God, Ralph Stanley's voice is going to be able to be on that island in our fake little uh, rock TV that we're watching. I'm just sitting there mumming, mumbling to myself, whoa, death, whoa, death. <laughs> And I'm just shaking just back, and, back, rocking back. Won't you spare me over to another year? But I love Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, I just feel like that having that movie to kind of remind me of the circumstances that people get into. Maybe there is hope for them getting out. I mean, they went through everything. Hell, Pete even got turned into a toad. We thought you was a toad. You will see wonderful thing. We'll see a a cow on the roof of a cotton house. (laughs) Another really quotable movie. Just like such a good choice. So good. Thank you you for the pregnancy, boys. Uh, Even though we had a mighty big lunch, I was still feeling quite peckish. And thank you for the hiatus in conversation for gestation. Most people tend to try them both at the same time, and I consider that to be both crude and vulgar. That's a long quote that you can do. Uh, well, that is how your brain works. You, you know? know it. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that's under the radar for me. Yeah. Well, good choice. I two or I three, which, <laughs> whichever order you decide to pick I me as well in, also too. I as well also to their four have chosen a comedy movie. Okay. And it's one that I loved to watch growing up, even though I didn't understand a lot of what was happening in it as a child. It's Polly Shore's son-in-law. What? That is that is prime weasel era Polly Shore. What? See, I grew up with Biodome. Biodome was also solid. Like yeah. I almost went with that one, yeah. but I like Son-in-Law more. We didn't have a lot of movies, but Biodome was one of them, and that was that was <laughs> all the Polly Shore I ever needed in my life. I could life. only imagine, Come on, man, in the army now there were so many good ones uh, in the Weasel era. Like I could only imagine what you're staring at the rock, watching the Polly Shore would be like, and what voices would be coming out of your mouth while you're watching it. Jeez. I don't even remember. Go munching on some grindage, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was the name of this one again? Son-in-law. Son-in-law. What? What, yeah. what is that about? Okay. I mean, a uh, girl from South Dakota or North Dakota, one of the Dakotas. Sure. You know, um, really conservative, kind of well-to-do farm family. You know, like doesn't get out, goes to college in California. And meets Polly Shore. He lives across the hall. He's the resident advisor in the dorm. And Thanksgiving rolls around. She goes back home for Thanksgiving. Um, Polly Shore's character, Crawl, was going to be there by himself. And she's like, he's my friend. I'm going to take him home with me so he don't have to spend the holiday by himself. And then just some chaos ensues. Her back home boyfriend wants to, he proposes marriage and she's kind of like, I'm not ready to settle down. I'm just now branching out because when she's in California, she starts doing things she's never done. She cuts her hair, dyes her hair, gets a tattoo, you know, all these not just super conservative things. 
and so she doesn't want to settle down with that and so she kind of freaks out stomps on crawl's foot and he jumps up and he's like oh well i already asked her to marry me so they have to do this whole pretending to be engaged that trope for the week that she's home yep 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 i know that trope and also i'd like to correct myself it wasn't crude and vulgar the way that quote ended it was crass it was crass and vulgar it was was crass and vulgar and i i'm gonna i i I you should be ashamed i would have beat yourself i would have beat you're the only one that would have noticed no i'm not (laughs) he's not i'm telling you right now if if jessica listens to this podcast and she hears that i have misquoted something she's gonna text me with an angry emoji and i'm gonna have to deal with that then text her back like a a extended finger emoji (laughs) you can pick the finger i don't care it can be pointer index middle ring pinky whatever a giant thumbs up and then a donut picture if she feels in the force that you have misquoted something she'll even watch something she's never watched before just so she can you know text you and be like you idiot she probably just called your wife right now to say (laughs) your husband said something stupid she she felt a disturbance in the force so she had before she even heard the episode (laughs) oh man moving on from us dt from space castle once again Empire Strikes Back is the movie for him, and that is quintessential Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, if you were to take every single Star Wars film, every Star Wars fan, and average out the one that everyone considers best, I think Empire Strikes Back would probably be it, right? Or Return of the Jedi. Is is Empire Strikes Back the big one? That's everybody's favorite? Empire's the big one. And also, if you've got DT rocking back and forth, and he has a deep butthole itch, he scratches it and sniffs it, and he said, oh, I thought it smelled bad on the outside. That's from being inside of a tauntaun. Is that what those are called? Tauntauns? Yeah. Okay. I don't understand the butthole itch part. Well, because cause he sniffs it. Why is he sniffing it? I'm very confused. Because right he's now. a crazy person watching a rock for a television. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about us oh. doing that. Why I'm already he... part of the island now. Yeah, like it's so just reality for me. Like, what's weird about scratching your butt and sniffing your I finger? Was like, what? I was like, what did I mean, DT we're, do we're to you? Dude, you know? <laughs> Why didn't you taste it? <laughs> Uh, you're wasted if you don't taste it you gotta waste it no too far dt good choice for empire strikes back i I would sit there with the rock with you and watch this Dwayne. no he's not allowed on the island anymore he would ruin our island we're done with him he's 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 finished we vote Dwayne off the island tapped out look he could not sit still long enough for us to act out these movies in front of him no he could not so i choose the literal rock wall yeah Auto, not Bitch. my phone's <laughs> not my phone's Ollie, but Auto, Kato, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's a good one. That is interesting, and that is actually originally a manga, yes, or a comic I, book. I think it. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was a light novel. Was it? Yeah, light novel. Because I know that I know there's a comic book about it or or manga. I can't remember what well, uh, if I, it was manga. Or comic I, book. No but I, I don't know enough about the manga, but I know for a fact that I'll take you for a ride on my garbage truck. I'll take you to the dump. <laughs> Such good songs in that whole movie. But the way it's shot too. Have you ever seen it, Tiny? No. Program? Oh man, it's uh one of those very different movies because it's it's almost like a mixture of like comic book moments and like how word things coming up and and hmm. scene the way scenes are shot changes like sporadically and i don't know it's weird ain't but it it's like, really good and like more of like a comedy but it's akin to kick ass 
Or my thing it, or something the, else. The, the, the violence in it is kind of that level to where it's not super it's, serious. Like, it's cartoony. Oh, it's, it's very cartoony violence in a live action movie, but I mean, it's it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's a love story. I mean, and I've only heard good things and about it. So, yeah, it, it is good. I, I think I think some that originally loved the, the movie or, or the comic or whatever, they're there's a lot of inconsistencies with the movie they don't care for, but I've only seen the movie and that's all I know. And I know that I like it. So it's one of those, if you're, if you've never seen it and you like music in your movies, I don't, I don't know if I consider it a musical, but it's got a lot of good music in it. Uh, I, I would totally give that a shot because it's a, it's a great movie. Fresh Snoop, Batman Returns. It's also his favorite Christmas movie at the same time. I can I and can get down on some Batman Returns. It's yeah. well, it's the most nostalgic Batman for me. That's I believe. the that's the best Keaton Batman. Yes. Go ahead and do the quote that you always do when this movie comes up. What is the quote that you always Austin. do when this movie comes up? I need a cool glass of ice water. There we Thank go. You. Now it's out of the Thank way. Thank you, Danny DeVito. Wonderful. Troll foot. <laughs> <laughs> he is also four and a half bananas in height. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Batman Returns is one of the best Batman movies. Uh, that's you can't argue that fact. I think that is fact. I don't know if that's opinion. So I think uh, I think John was spot on with that one. For Carly, weirdly enough, also picked a Christmas movie, which I mean Batman Returns. That is arguably a Christmas movie, but I think we can all agree that if oh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Batman Returns is Bruce a Christmas did, movie. I didn't know there was a question to either one of those being Christmas okay. movies. Excellent. I mean, Excellent. Bruce Willis says that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Well, Bruce Willis also has dementia now, so that's yeah, why he said that. That's true. That is you why can't he take said that, that into account. Carly picks How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. And that makes me happy because of how much I love Jim Carrey and how that movie is my favorite Christmas movie as well. Besides the Claymation Rudolph movie, like the the old, old, old one that they would just play on repeat on Christmas. Have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen the clay, the old claymation yeah. cards? Okay, the way you're looking at me, yeah, was like, I was you just, seen I was it. just intently listening. Oh, okay, good. And also thinking of my own favorite Christmas yeah. movie. But uh, Jim Carrey, the way he portrays the Grinch is it can't be matched. I don't think. I don't no. think they'll ever do another live action Grinch because they, they shouldn't. No, that one was perfect. No, it needs to be set in stone. That well, it's funny set in stone. That's what we're watching these on, but. It it's is kind of like a rock. Yeah, kind of. It is the best version of the Grinch I think that you could possibly get. Um, the the newest animated one, uh, Illumination, maybe did that one. You didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I Man. thought it was good. It wasn't as good as Jim Carrey's version, obviously. But no, you can't. Uh, it you was can't, good. You can't reboot a reboot and not be as good as the reboot you rebooted. Rebooted the reboot that wasn't as good the as the reboot reboots. you previously rebooted. Carry the one oh, and and then add two. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're we right. You. We just had to work it out in our heads. Mm-hmm. Yep. But an excellent choice on that one. Album. This is one to where we we told we were talking about it last week of you know what kind of categories we were going to have for this. We told Marcus album was going to be one of them. He was just like, no, <laughs> I can't pick one. It's impossible to pick one. I think that's and why he didn't show I up. I think today. so too. He was so adamant on the fact that he wasn't going to do that. He's like, no, I'm just not going to be there. I picked Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. It's I don't know how to explain it other than it makes me feel good listening to that album. And it had been a long time between albums for Daft Punk. Uh, May they rest in peace, their career, not uh, them as people. 
but they're no longer together anymore. But Daft Punk just had their 10th anniversary release of this album, and it's on Spotify with some like extra little bonus content stuff that I've been listening to this week. And it just rekindled that fire in me, which is very useful when stuck on an island. So if you like Daft Punk or electronic music at all, please give Random Access Memories a listen. Because from beginning to end, it's just it's my favorite album, I think, from beginning to end, save a couple competitors. But this has always been the one that I said I would take on an island with me ever since it came out. Mine is Dusk and Summer by Dashboard Confessional. A throwback to high school. It it provides me with every mood that I require. I can have sad. I can have nostalgic. I can have happy. I can have excited. You know, it's it's all within that album, and I can mm-hmm. find a song to kind of fit whatever mood that I'm that I'm in. Could be the soundtrack to your day on the island. Yeah, soundtrack yeah. to my day on the island. You know, and dusk and summer could be the actual song that I'm laying with my feet on the beach as it's just sloshing on my feet, and I'm laying there slowly starving to death while I'm mm-hmm. singing. You know, she smiles in a big way. We a girl like that smiles. <sighs> I miss my wife. Yeah, you got, <laughs> you got your toes in the water, ass in the sand. Oh, Zach Brown band. Oh, I thought that was the same. Oh, is that when you're <laughs> no, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my head, but yeah. it's a rock today. I think I that was the same <laughs> just a rock today. I think everything's going to become Jimmy Buffett in her head, though. Eventually, oh my god! Eventually, all things will become. I could Jimmy just Buffett. imagine. She smiled in a big way, <laughs> the way a girl like that smiles. Come on, you know it, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> this is Austin going nuts on top of a rock face. <laughs> just, just when the world was hers and you held her eyes, and yeah. I, I flash you my bare chest. <laughs> in my- <laughs> And, and Tiny's literally got severed parrot heads that he's bringing around with us. He's like, I found the parrot heads. I feel like at this point in this adventure, I would just be Pooh Bear and all the time. Oh, <laughs> you know, be so out of it. I just walk around. He's Pooh so Bear. tan from the bottom half. Somebody would pull up. They're like, wow, he's wearing some really dark colored pants. Oh, wait a minute. That, those, those aren't pants. What what would you pick? Album? Did you come up with an album? Because I know you mentioned you wanted to pick songs, but yeah, that would be cheating. I know. So I settled on two. I know oh, we can... Uh, hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> I know I can only choose one. Okay. But I have to ask a question to know which one to choose. Okay. okay. That, that's why there's uh, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do soundtracks count as albums? Yes. Yes. If, it's, if it can be on vinyl, then it can be okay. yours. That, that was all I had to know. Yeah. Because my first pick was going to be clutches the elephant riders because it's just a really cool album there's cool songs some of them are kind of stories mm, you know familiar. it's like stoner metal it's cool okay but that's not what i'm taking okay because that that would have been if soundtracks didn't count yeah, yeah, yeah. since we're including soundtracks mm-hmm. uh phantom of the opera oh, oh every word to that one's in my brain Same. yeah jeez oh Pete. you know it it it's beautifully written music. Mm-hmm. It it just it's not too heavy. It's not it's not sad. Even the sad songs, they they have the really upbeat power songs too. It's just it's a great album. And Gerard altogether. Gerard album. Butler did a great job. I album. think as a guy who's not a singer, I yeah, think he really did. I think he did a great job, like giving that gritty, darker tone to the way the Phantom sounds. Because you listen to the original stuff with Michael Crawford from the original Phantom of the Opera, like on Broadway, and his stuff is like, "You will curse the day you did not do." Yeah, it's and almost then, like Shakespearean. Or yeah, some shit. and then you get Gerard Butler's "You will curse." 
just the day you did not do. I'm like, I feel that. Yeah. A little more rock. I feel more, that. Yeah. Like it's like the sound enters your ear hole and goes down and tickles your bee hole. That's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how you know the it's music good. penetrates yeah. Sing for yeah. me, my angel of music. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just imagine you becoming the Phantom of the Island. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. Phantom of the Pooh Bear. <laughs> be like, does he have to always be pantsless or like he's he's crazy? Now, he had okay? to make his mask out of something. He keeps trying to make it talk, and that just weirds me out. <laughs> and not in the traditional way. He flaps the two parts different. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cootie catcher from middle school we're trying to decide our fate oh, no. uh, which one you got what here pick a color yellow y e l l the phantom of the upper right is here. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm injured. I've got tears. Oh, no. I'm injured. Oh, we got to move on or I'll never go back to watching my rock. I'll just watch Tiny and his, his Pooh Bear Opera Phantom Butthole. Oh, I was talking about my genitals. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Either one works. Uh, uh, I'm hurt. I'm shaking. I'm hurt. I'm shaking. DT, save me from this pain. Elephant by the White Stripes is mm. DT's choice. And the White Stripes, I believe, Jack White in general is a very hmm, acquired taste, I would say. Wouldn't you say? Would you mm. say that? Yeah. I'd, I'd like for him and Jack Black to team up on an album just called oh, Gray. Yeah, yes. that'd be so good. Jack White and Jack Black on an album called Gray. We know Jack Black would be down. They'd be like the Jedi and the Sith working together on a mission. Yeah. Cause Jack, Love it. Because Jack White is an, an excellent improv guitarist. Like As far as anything I've ever heard him doing on his, on any of his, his live videos and stuff that I watch, like, he's a very good improv guitarist, and he can he does different sounds that aren't quite in like a key or a structure, but he, he like, just... He's good he's innovative and then jack black of course is jack black so he can do that exact same thing with just his voice because he gets into like i don't know what to sing now hit it jack and then i'll love it every second of it he's the only scat i like wait hold on yeah that still counts that still counts definitely it's duty it's duty baby and it is. Jack Black is the only scat that I'm into. Do 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 boo boo do. Uh yeah, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes was it's the first song anyone learns on bass, I think, ever. They have to. Dum, 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 um, dum, 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 are you dum. saying that I did something wrong? What did you learn? Because I learned to play bass and that wasn't it. No? He wanted to yeah. learn schism by tool. That's no, all actually it was. the first oh, song that I learned too. to play was Louie Louie. Do 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 do. Maybe that was one of the first. Okay, I will change. That is probably the first song anyone ever learns from lessons. Did you take bass lessons to learn? No, I taught myself. It was just you, because I think that's what my uh, bass teacher also taught me first. Was Louis Louis? Yeah, when you're when you're first learning structuring of power chords on guitar too, Louis Louis is an excellent one to be able to flow from power chord to power chord. Yep, it's just a single box. Goes your A, your D, and then your E, and then back to your D, and then your A. Well, I had like five minutes worth of lesson. Yeah. I went, that's a cool thing. And they're like, yeah, that's a bass. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, do you know how to play? I said, no. He goes, here. And he goes, this is G and shows me how to find notes on a neck. 
that's all I was ever taught. And you just kind of went from there. Yeah. He kind of went, here's how you can play Louie Louie. So you, you have the thing. You know, it's like. All that. Then you had to turn down offers from famous bands daily. I know, just daily. Because you already had too many. You already had too many offers from those gangs for your bow staff skills. Oh, that was you. I'm just glad we landed you instead of them. Yeah, yeah. that's all I care about. Seven Nation Army is the first song that I taught myself. I will say that because I did learn like Lulu and a couple other you know uh, basic starter songs, and then. Yeah, the White Stripes. I, I grew up with them, but I didn't listen to a whole lot of their their music. Just pretty much Seven Nation Army, and that was pretty much it. But uh, you forget. I would appreciate it more now. You maybe. also liked to fell in love with a girl. Fell in love with a girl, and it bears repeating now. Yep. Yep. So, Kado says, "Let's rock by the Black Keys." He also gave another option, but I'm not doing that, KL, because that's like, <clears throat> yep, that's cheating. That. And I'm just going to go with the first one you mentioned because I'm going to guess that's the first one that came to mind. Which is funny they mentioned the Black Keys because the Black Keys, the guitarist for them, don't remember their name. And Jack White have some beef because they, Jack White feels that he like kind of stole his style because Jack White's style is very unique. But the Black Keys lead guitarist kind of does that kind of thing. This is just what I've read from a couple different sources, so I don't know exactly how true this is. But I also saw that uh, I think Jack White even pulled his daughter out of the school that the guitarist for the Black Keys kid was in because he did not want them going to school with their child because that's how much he hates this person. And I think it's all over music. That's, it, am, have you heard any of this before? Well, am I making it all up? You're probably not making it up because musicians are petty. Hell, Steve Perry from Journey sues the members of his band that he's no longer in pretty daily. much on a, yeah, on a yeah. daily basis. So, what? Oh, dude, it's the war. It's the, I'll, I'll get into this conversation at one yeah, point. That, that's an after-show that's conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, it, but for musicians to have an ego and to have a thing about what they do and not wanting people to copy it, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, copying is the most sincerest form of flattering. And if you've inspired somebody with your sound, mm-hmm. they're going to use it. That's how it works. How did you get inspired to play guitar, Jack? Yeah, by others. It's art, man. Like you take from those that have made before you and make something out of it yourself. You're not you're not Icelandic pop star. What's no. her face? <laughs> I, like to, I like to throw nickels into the oven. It makes music. <laughs> What? what Bjork? Oh, Bjork! <laughs> it was it was a Saturday Night Lights uh, Saturday Night Live skit where she was on there. I uh, I I know I've listened to Let's Rock, but the main Black Keys album for me is Thick Freakness, which I think is their first studio album. If I'm if I'm not correct on that, but Thick Freakness is one that was one of the first vinyl records that I bought, and oh, it's so good. They just have this like just dirty sound to him like the music itself sounds like it there's dirt on it if that makes any sense at all what would that be called if it sound it's uh, got crunchy well they're just crunch it's like crunchy it's fuzzy it's fuzzy they they do they but do it's better than fuzzy though well it's they crunchy. they do multi-layer fuzz yeah. so it makes the way that the signals coming through actually sound like it's having that more of a okay having that effect on it yeah. to where it adds that nasty also, rip headphone users. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. And me later when I edit this, and I'll, I'll turn it down a little bit, but I'll get to suffer. Uh, I think it was more of a buzzy of my mouth as opposed to like a distortion. Yeah, I think so, too. But, yeah, they're, uh, I, I like their earlier sound as opposed to what 
they kind of made more recently. There was some blue album with some pink circles on the front of it. Can't remember the name of it, but it was a lot cleaner sounding. Like it sounded very studio, very clean, still fine, still good. But I needed that crunch. I needed that fuzz of their their earlier sound. So I always go back to Thick Freakness. But I need to uh, I need to listen to Let's Rock some more. Fresh Snoop, The Battle at Garden's Gate by Greta Van Fleet. I've heard. Are you some, familiar? I'm not familiar with that album specifically. I've just Me recently either. started listening to Greta Von Fleet, uh, just because I, I I don't know. It's I've just passed over it for forever. For some reason in my head, I thought it was like a Florence and the Machine style band. But Florence then the Machine's great. I know, but I've already listened to Florence and the oh, Machine. Oh yeah, that's true. So I was like, I don't I want I don't want to listen to a, a, a try hard. Yeah. But then I listened to Greta Von Fleet, and I'm like, that's nothing like what I thought in my head, Canon. That's. Led, it's like Led Zeppelin, but modern. That's who you walked into the house the other day and said you can't... Is that who you said yeah. you can't believe you just now started listening to this? Yes. That's that band. Yeah, that's that that's band. That's funny. That's really funny. So, good album. I don't know anything about it, but I like the band, but so you good like choice. The band now, yeah. Are you familiar, Tony, with no, Greta Van Fleet? I, I didn't know it was a band. No? I've never heard of them. <laughs> basically, no? basically, and then when I read that, I was like, oh, it's just some person. My my first thought was Greta Thunberg. Right. That's different like, human. She does music? Then I'm like, no, that's a different that's, last name. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah. That's where I'm at. So basically, you, basically, you, you, <laughs> basically, you take the sound of what like Led Zeppelin used to accomplish, and uh-huh. how big their sound was, and how piercing Robert Plant's voice was, and you take that same stuff, but you put it with modern tech Ooh. and mo- and modern production quality, yeah. and you get Greta Von Fleet. So Whoa. yeah, listen That's, to that. Yeah, that makes me want to listen to it even more now. Carly picked Rainbow Kitten Surprise, their album Seven Plus Mary. I believe that was their first studio album. Rainbow Kitten Surprise, you hear the name and you go, your brain automatically makes some sound that you think that they might would make. It's not that sound at all. It's much different. And uh, she introduced me to RKS and they are phenomenal. And uh, their shows are incredible. Their music is, uh, again, it's almost like an acquired taste because the the lead singer, their their voice, a lot of times you don't really understand what they're saying. But if you listen to them enough, you kind of start to understand what they're their their deal is and the way they sing and the way they enunciate things, so th- you really start to get it and it's really 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 good music. So I definitely suggest RKS. You've listened to them since I she have, introduced us. To I them. have listened to RKS. I also have an idea of what RKS can sound like to people. Uh, light blue button. This one that's white. That's just white. okay. White and then wait. I'm gonna ma- okay. after you pay, make that. Yeah. I'm gonna make a sound. Then you press the purple right on top of it. This okay. Yeah. After that. that, that okay. Pink. Okay, I can't see colors. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of what my head would think that they do. But no, much different than that. It's really good. I, I would definitely listen to them if you like good music. Do that. Tiny? Oh, again, another uh, one you've never heard of before? I just thought of pink bubblegum and rainbows when I heard the name. It's like if like that... Hello, I saw like Hello Kitty, like Japanese-ish pinkness it's no, like that, if that when I heard the name jump around and have a good time with good music then yeah no that uh that just ba- so you couldn't have a good time if like that if you're we thinking can. if you're thinking hello kitty rock band you're actually thinking of a band called p lander z but we can talk about that later mm-hmm. yeah i'm not familiar you will be know. we gotta man we've we've ended up talking about these things a lot longer than i thought we would we'll kind of move through the other ones a little bit quicker because I mean, how much can you say about snacks? Nothing. I just like the snack that I picked. That's but I'm why gonna, I yeah, it. I'm going to tell you my snack because yeah. you got to have a snack with your own freaking island, man. You right. can only eat tree bark and coconuts for so long. Beef jerky, beef jerky. It's the snack. It's expensive, so it's kind of like a, a treat whenever I have it. But I love beef jerky so much, and it's almost impossible not to eat the entire bag 
whenever I open the bag. Because most bags have, what, about maybe three or four servings in it? No, that's one serving. And uh, Bucky's, the gas station that all of a sudden society is just craving lately. And I've been there and I get it. I understand why everybody likes Mm -hmm. it a lot. It's a crazy other world when it comes to being a gas station because it's not all it is It's like a Walmart. It's a a gas station that combines every mall kiosk into a store. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. But their self-branding is everywhere because they're so different from every other gas station. Like, they pay their employees insanely well. They even have a list uh, as you're walking out of the building, like, what their pay rates are for people that are interested in working there. And they, yeah, the bathrooms are the best bathrooms in any gas station ever of all time. They would never hire two of us? No, just one? Yeah. You can't have visible tattoos. Oh, no? Nope. I didn't know that. Yep, that is one of their requirements. I didn't know Which that. is really dumb. That, yeah, that is so strange. Good. Yeah. Man, yeah. they'd Just never, yeah, that's something I learned. I yeah. didn't know. But yeah, beef jerky for me. That one's mine. Or deer jerky. Jerky. Just jerky. Jerky. Mm-hmm. Jerked meat. I'm sorry? That's, I will not. No, no, that's what it's referred oh, to as okay. jerked meat. Yeah, yeah. Just any gotcha. chicken, beef, turkey, you know. Into it. Cock. So you what? got, uh, my snack <laughs> was a king-sized Snickers ice cream bar. It's going to melt. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what, you're right. It doesn't. I matter. mean, I mean, if it melts onto the island, then it can be a different kind of deserted island. That's a really, really funny joke. Yeah, I yeah. actually enjoyed it a lot, and I'm going to hope I press the right button. That'll do. Perfect. It's not the laugh, but it is good. Sorry, I knocked over your ocarina. It's okay. It didn't break. No, no, it's good. Tiny, what's your snack? Well, my first thought was. And then I went, I can't do that. So Cajun Trail mix from Walmart. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the Walmart brand Cajun Trail mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand. <laughs> you got it. Oh my oh, god! Oh, I know the glasses are coming off. Oh, honey, you might need to take a shower. You got to live with that great value. I <laughs> 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 mean, somebody had to say it. <laughs> Why not me? Oh man! <laughs> uh, okay, get back to Great it. Great Valley Trail Mix. Very good for your island hike adventure. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of bang for the buck. It sure is. <laughs> oh, it's, how many legs does it take to it's get to the sweet. center of the bag of that mix? It's a little Cajun y. Ooh. DT, save us. Peanut butter MMs. Solid. Probably, yeah, solid choice. Definitely. Probably one of the best. That's the Cadillac of MMs. MMs. They'll melt in your mouth, not in your it hand. Is. I like the pretzel ones. A lot. Pretzel ones like are a good number two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, delicious. Excellent choice, uh, DT. Kadel, cosmic brownie. Uh, he had a combo. So when he, when he thought snack, this is fair because I didn't say it was one item. Yeah, He was I thinking mean, if I'm sitting down for a I snack. I Right. So. See, if it got to be two things, mine would be salt and vinegar chips and milk. Enjoy that. For yeah. a second, oh. that's not a joke. Ask no, Austin. That's like it's the, gr- it's it's the move. Carly, it's, Carly it. has come but, to accept that as his snack. It took her yeah. a minute to get to accept it, but listen, it's not a good. It's not a good personality trait, Tony. It's how, not a good thing about me. How did I not know this? First of all, yeah, I kind. You, you never knew we were on a podcast with a sociopath. Yeah, have you killed people? I'm not. 
Maybe I, I probably go into some kind of blind rage whenever I consume it. I don't know. It's not Clearly. scientifically made to go together for a human to consume. Do you like dip the chips in it? No, or? I do. To but sometimes I'll let the milk sit a little in my mouth with one of the chips while I'm chewing on it. Though I'm like, a nasty boy. Tiny. I feel like it would. Curdle. I'm a nasty, nasty little milk boy, and I love salt and vinegar chips I'm with it. I'm trying real hard not to be judgmental. I know. I'm because sorry. Because yeah. in 2023. No. You can eat whatever you, you want. Right. You can. You Listen, I'm all about not yucking but, any yums. You guys can yuck this yum. Yeah. I do not mind. Yeah. I understand the the horror of it. Yes. I know exactly what's happened, and it's uh, uh, hi, hi, wider, wider. I need, uh, I need a little bit of extra ketchup. My steak's kind of dry. I wanted it well done, but you guys turned it into jerky. I need a little extra ketchup for it. Tonight, on the first 48. Now... <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. I, have an I know answer. sometimes I want my food to hurt me, right? Which is why I like spicy things, right? And like really sour things. Yes. Is it one of those like you want that to hurt you, or is it because you don't feel you're good enough to to eat good things? I don't know. It is probably some kind of like what is it called? Uh, flatulate. So flagellation. 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 That's farting. Yeah. Flagellation yeah. is harming yourself. Yeah. I think it's something to do with that, maybe. I, I does, love does the taste of know? it, but no, absolutely not. She doesn't listen to the show, so she will never find out. And yeah, it's something about me that I will admit to anyone who asks, but I also understand that I am a crazy person for enjoying it. Sorry, Kadell, Cosmic Brownies, and Arizona Arnold Palmer tea. Okay. That's a strange combo to me, tea yeah. and brownie? Not as strange as milk. Well, and honestly, for me, the Arnold Palmer tea is like the most inferior of the Arizona tea beverages. Yeah, the green tea, baby. The, the green tea is my favorite. Diet I love tea. the diet green tea. I like the Arnold Light. And then, so. mm, and okay. then you've got the Cosmic Brownie. And I'm sorry, Kay. I'm sorry, Mr. Otto. But Cosmic Brownies are hot, stinking fecal garbage. <gasps> hey, he's our listener. He'll never listen to us again. Tonight on Hot Takes. With Austin, Shazam Pfeiffer, talking hot steak and fecal garbage with the brownies. Cosmic brownies are cosmic garbage in your mouth. I mean, honestly, as a child, they've got that distinct taste of, hey, this is this is chocolate. This is fudgy. Okay, cool. But as an adult, when you have the ability to have your own brownies made at any point you want to make brownies, and you eat this cosmic brownie that tastes like the imitation brownie pieces you get at the ice cream shop. You know, it just, it hurts. Well, maybe it's a nostalgia thing. It could yeah. be. Look, maybe you're losing look, us a subscriber. Yeah, you, you don't eat cosmic brownies because you want a good brownie. I you like eat cosmic, cosmic brownies. Right, I do too. But not because I want a brownie. Right. Because I want a cosmic brownie. I want like, a chocolate product. Exactly. The, That's what a cosmic brownie well, is. The, it's not the, a brownie. The thing that ruins it is the candy pieces on top, though. The candy pieces on that's top. Just texture, man. No, I, mean, I prefer want... I prefer the ones with the nuts. The nuts. That's but what I, will I like. Eat the cosmic oh, wait. ones too. That sounded bad. I I, I like <laughs> you just. We like nuts in our mouth. Yeah, we do. I, no, I like the cons- no need to be ashamed. We're <laughs> just gonna admit it. I like the consistency. The Austin boys, <laughs> you know, the Thunder Brothers. We like nuts in our mouths. Yeah, yeah. and especially and on when, our brownies. Yeah, and that's the only way that it's gotta go when it comes to the cosmic brownie idea because they're called something else whenever they're not candy covered with rainbow candies but it's the the nut covered brownies i like those better 
I get it. I understand. I just need everyone to know, and all the listeners out there, Cosmic Brownie, we we know it's not a brownie. Yeah. No one's no one's saying it is. It's a chocolate They're brownie saying it byproduct. Is. Little Debbie's saying, yeah, yeah, it is. But we're saying, no, 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 you well, can't fool us. We, we can't say Little Debbie because it's, trademark, oh, Small oh, Deborah. That's right, Small Deborah. Yeah, we don't correct. want to get sued. Yeah. <clears throat> Carly with the classic Lay's. The classic Lay's. If you're going to have one chip <laughs> forever... You, I don't think I'm going to get tired of a classic Lay chip. I think of a, a ranch, a cool ranch. All chips eventually become classic flavored once the seasoning's gone. Right. Right. Once the flavoring's out of there. So I think sticking with the classic of the classic Lay's. And it can be a component for other things. Like yes. Like peanut butter sandwich, boom, classic Lay's. Yep. Uh, onion dip, boom, classic Lay's. Classic Lay's, Lay's. yeah. Boom, classic <laughs> Lay's. <laughs> <laughs> It just goes with everything. <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could get it again. So you did. Nailed it. Oh, jeez. Solid choice, Carly, with that. She's not going to have milk with those lace uh, because I'm drinking it all with my nasty boy combo. Mm-hmm. Finally, video game. We'll run through these and then we'll be done until we get to pick our vegetable. Or you said vegetable or what was or the other condiment. One? Or condiment. We do get to that. I like condiment. Condiment's yeah, good. We can go with condiment. We'll go condiment. Condiment's See, better I knew choice. we'd figure it out. Yeah. So at the end, we'll do condiment, but for right now, video game. And I struggled with this one, and I have a recency bias. So I think, ooh, man, it's still right at the end. I think I'm going to switch it up from what I have written down because very recently, I rediscovered my love of Breath of the Wild, Zelda, and that one, it's between that and Rocket League. And I don't know. You you were able to ask a question and figure out yours between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do we have internet access? On no, the because we we're stranded. We don't have internet access on the yeah, island. We're stranded. Got it. Breath of the Wild is my favorite because in that game, I have played it for hours upon hours. I have not completed any main story missions at all. I've just been seeing how far I can walk and how many mountains I can climb and how many little uh, towers I can climb to open up the areas of the map. I'm doing it in a way that they didn't say I couldn't. They they promote the, the excursion, but I have no idea where the story's headed because I have not played any of the story. But that means that the whole time I'm on the island, I can be exploring in Breath of the Wild and never actually end up beating the game. So it's just kind of infinite for me. And there's always a blood moon that happens, and it resets a bunch of the enemies in the game. So even whenever you kill things, you can go back to that place and take them down again. So it's like unlimited time to play. But that's uh, that's my most recent love in gaming right now, and it's kind of taken over my brain. Mine was simple. What is yours? Mega Man X. Oh, that's torture. Mega Man X, honestly... I could probably replay that game at any point, and it's still going to be just as fun as whenever I played it as a kid. The soundtrack to it is so good, so it can double as another another album for me, and it can just look up the Mega Man X soundtrack. It is the most '90s synth metal thing you'll ever hear. I do need to listen to this. It I love synth. That just is just literally all just screeling metal guitars and synthesizers and techno drums. Yeah. And you're just going around just shooting different robots and collecting their power and trying to find your different sources of armor to get upgraded so you can become the fully upgraded Mega Man X from Dr. Light. It's a great, great video game. I have it on my modded Game Boy Advance. I will play it. You should. It's a great I game. I'll also, probably get angry at it. Also, DT is a pretty big fan of that game as yeah. far as I can remember. Good. 
I mean, you should probably just skip me because I don't care enough about a video game to take it with me to said island. I like playing them. Yeah. But I really don't have like this love of anyone in particular. Right. Arc. So I'll just take an extra pocket knife. <laughs> okay. Well, that's your, that's your, you can make a video yeah, game I can, on I can on make a something. Stone I don't tablet. Know. No, yeah. Tiny just, uh, just sits around all day, just stabbing in between his fingers as fast as he can to get quicker. That's his video game. Snake I mean, on a Motorola. Probably. Snake on a Motorola mobile phone. The only way I play Snake is very different. Very than different. That. Yeah. Well, you can play plenty of that on the island. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiny is taking the Marcus album approach, and no. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but for different reasons. Mine's more apathetic. Right. 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 So DT actually Breath of the Wild. Same thing as me. He and I would be there. Watching one another, taking a rock in our hand and pretending like we're playing the game on the screen that is the rock face while everyone else isn't watching their movies. Actually, we can all watch our own things at the same time on that one, can't we? Yeah, yeah. we can share screen yeah. time. It's, yeah. Use your imagination. You just use coconut headphones so, so the audios don't cross over. Yeah. So finally, along this list, two people have agreed on one choice. And... Uh, there's might be a recency thing with uh, the newest Zelda coming out, the Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild 2, basically. Uh, but I think he's spot on with Breath of the Wild. Kadel, Star Wars Battlefront on the PS2. Much different than the Battlefronts that have come out recently. And I remember playing it vaguely, but I don't remember playing it a whole bunch. I never played it. Never played Battlefront? Never, never played, played Battlefront, Tony? Nope. No? Well, no, I think I played a little bit. Ain't that the one with Starkiller? Uh, no, that is... Force Unleashed. Then no. That is Force Unleashed, right? I, I believe that one's Starkiller. Then I'm going to say but, no, I have not. Well, I need to find an emulator for this because I don't think there's any other way to obtain it. That's that's something that sucks with video games is whenever they no longer make the game and they don't sell it on a digital platform, good luck. Because yep. you're going to end up paying way too much money for somebody that's got a used, beat-up copy of it. Fresh Noop, Uncharted. I believe they picked three, Uncharted 3. Yes. Whenever yep. Tani said, can't do it, you cheater. Yep. They picked three. And for those of you who don't know what Uncharted is, it's like if Tomb Raider were more modern, almost. Like a modern Tomb Well, no, they make modern Tomb Raiders now. Tomb Raider with a boy yeah. is the main character. That's what it right? is. I mean, yeah. basically. But it's a really good action-adventure game with amazing voice acting. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I played the I played the first one. And a little bit of the second one, and it's a it's a lot of fun. You solve puzzles, and uh, it's like a national treasure. Like you're just you're hunting down different artifacts and stuff. And uh, the the main character is very likable. It's a lot of fun. So, and uh, don't watch the movie. No, I I didn't want to. I like Tom Holland, and I like Uncharted, but just the the, the meshing of those two together it just didn't seem like a good idea. Don't watch the movie. Okay, I'm not going to. Yeah. Lastly. Carly says uh, another Zelda game, but not Breath of the Wild. Wind Waker. I knew it. You knew it? I knew it. You knew. I knew she'd pick Wind Waker. I love the art style of Wind Waker. It was so, it was the the chibi art style, kind of the cartoonier style. So it's a lot different from any other ones that they made, but it worked so well. A lot of it looks like hand drawn almost. And it was just so pleasing to look at. And uh, also a very funny game. Like a lot of the characters in it have a lot of personality and stuff too. So if you've only played Zelda games that are like top-down classic Game Boy style or the newest ones and want to play something a little different, uh, Wind Waker is a good choice. And I think they actually remastered it not long ago. 
Uh, so there's a, a version of it that's even easier to play now as time has gone by. And that brings us to the bonus category that bonus only round. the grapes <laughs> get to answer. Can you hit the... the, the yeah, the, I can. Here we go. Bonus round. You've acquired a bonus round. Condiment? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Do I got to be a nasty ranch boy? Sure. Because, I mean, it goes on all of it. Yeah. But then again, if I'm going to be trying to make my rocks and leaves taste better and yeah. pine cones. You also got to think about it. it's not been refrigerated, so it's going to be more ranch than ranch. It's mm. True. But then again. But I mean, it's your choice. Right. So is Austin Snickers bar, though. It's going mean, to be all ranch instead of ranch. Ah, dang. I thought this was going to be easy when I say ranch. But then I'm like. You chose ranch. Mayonnaise. That's just as bad. You chose ranch. Mayonnaise. It, ranch is mayonnaise. It has mayonnaise in it. And egg. Ranch is spicy right? mayonnaise. Man- yeah, spicy mayonnaise. Ranch. Spicy so, water You mayonnaise. choose ranch. There's nothing wrong with choosing yeah, yeah. ranch. I mean, I ran- I ranch is good. Fine. No, mayonnaise. Now you go to hell. Mayonnaise. I choose mayonnaise. Have you ever dipped a chip in mayonnaise? Have you ever dipped a pine cone or a yeah. rock in it? Just think, if I have mayonnaise and I take some sand and some seawater and throw it in there, I've got ranch. I mean, it would get I've, it in you. I've got ranch. There would be a food loop. So I can, cr- I can take mayo and make a bunch of things out of it. Going mayo. You can make anything a salad. My final decision. Anything becomes yeah, okay. a salad. Okay, I'm, I'm suddenly on board now. Thank I, you. I wasn't, but now I am. Thank I, you. I can see it going that way. I don't know. That's just fine. You chose that. I yeah. chose. Yeah, he can make a hot dog rock salad. Yeah. I will choose Melinda's Asian Wing Glaze. Delicious. I will put that on anything and it will taste delicious. So I will be able to nourish my body with sauce and leaves. Because I'll be eating my salad. <laughs> honey mustard. Honey mustard. But Good it call. has to be more mustardy than honey I I want enough that it's sweet, uh-huh. but I also want it tangy. Now, what Not about that what? super sweet. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. really taste the mustard. Not the O'Charlie style. Right. Okay. okay. That was going to be my question. Like, because O'Charlie's has got that sweet style. So yours is a little bit more of like that cheddar style honey mustard to yeah. where they've got that good Dijon. Yeah. It's like a with horseradish, that, yeah, right? It's exactly. like a horseradishy kind of taste yep, to it. That's it. I used to be more on the sweet side, but the more refined my palate has become, mm-hmm. I'm much there. I'm much more there with you. I don't I mean, want it goes on anything. It really does. I don't want to hear a damn thing. Sure. I don't want to hear a damn thing about your refined palate after milk and vinegar. That's chips. how it became refined or demolished. I mean, Maybe demolished is what I meant to say. My demolished palate. Maybe that? it's kind of like when you're have, okay. Mm-hmm. Did you ever back when I was a Boy Scout? Okay, we did a fundraiser cleaning semi trailers. Okay, you were you with me so far? We had to use an acid to get all the road crap off the side, so it'd be nice and pretty white. Right? Maybe that weird vinegar potato chip milk combo was the acid that chipped away the dirt off of your palate to make it better. Maybe that's exactly what happened. Mm. Maybe there was a thin layer that was mm-hmm. stopping me from tasting the true flavor of everything. Yep. So it was a semi trailer, so it was like a real trailer, but it was smaller. No, it was full size. Dane's mouth is a semi-trailer. That's yeah, really, my mouth that's is where a we need to be at right yeah. now. And speaking of full-size semi-trailer, this has been a full-size episode. Thank you all for being stuck on this island with us and for laughing as Marcus fell to his death while he mm-hmm. did jacks falling from the sky. But no, he didn't die. We said he landed on an eagle. He landed on a bird. And he flew away. And the bird died. And now he, oh no, then the bird died? Of natural causes, but yeah. after it because yeah, birds taught him only and, live a few and, years. And it, uh, it taught him everything it knew. Right. And now Marcus has become the head eagle 
of uh, whatever mountain it is that he's he's ended up on. Ew, could you imagine Marcus baby birding something? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Imagine if he was baby birding me milk and salt and vinegar chips. Oh God, that just got worse. Uh, but it did wait, get worse, especially if he's poo beard. Oh, we gotta, we gotta leave. We gotta leave now. Yeah, I'm gonna go take care of something. I'm getting sick. Uh, thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for getting stuck on this island it. with us. <laughs> if you don't mind, go wherever you're listening to us. If there's a rating system, click the five islands. All five islands. That way, everybody is safe and secure until someone finds us. And then tell everyone why you love us, why you love getting stuck on the island with us, or why you hated being there and watching me eat milk and salt and vinegar chips. And also click the red bubble uh, link in the description of the episode. Go buy a t-shirt. You're going to need to poo bear in something when you're there. Mm-hmm. So it might as well be a Nerd of the Grapevine t-shirt. Yeah, and you might like Cosmic Brownies enough to have it to be this hot, stinking, fecal garbage shirt. You know? Y'all are going to fight behind the dumpster of Hardee's if you keep this up. <laughs> I don't know if, ranch on that. I don't, boy. I don't know if it'll be that big of a beef, but if you do have a beef with what ah. I'm saying about your cosmic brownies, you can talk to us about it on our social medias. Get on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and look up Nerd Grapevine. And if you wanted to comment on there, talk to us about literally anything. I will respond. I will conversate. You know, we can get ideas to things we can talk about in the future on the episode revolving around what you've said. It's 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 fun. I like to have conversations. That's what I do. That's how we communicate. And that's how we grow together as a family. Patreon? Did you do that? Oh. I saw you thinking. Bless you. I think no, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Austin. Bless your sneeze. Bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate it. I did it. it. Nothing is did nothing it. is worse than that. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are it, so welcome. It flared up in my nostrils. Yes. Then it, okay. Anyway, uh, if, if you wanted to donate a little bit of the cause, go ahead and get on Patreon. You can donate a little bit of money. You can get a shiny holographic nerd through the Grapevine sticker. Just look up Nerd Grapevine on Patreon, and uh, you know you can get that sticker. You can unlock future content. You know, we might start running specials on there if we get a little bit of a uh, little bit of traction on Patreon. You know, it, it'd be really cool for you to be able to get on there and join and maybe get a T-shirt for being in a certain bracket of patronage. You know, you never know, but we got to have some traction on there to be able to do some more things with it. So get on there, donate some money, help us keep on going, and whatever you do, do not talk about how clabbered it tastes whenever you're getting baby birded the salt and vinegar chips mixed in with milk from Marcus's mouth because that might cause your friends to have a little bit of... I feel like I'm going to take to vomiting. But you can also find us on Discord. There's a link in the description. Get on there and talk to us just like in this episode. We might put something you said in here. It won't be weird stuff, maybe. But it will. I mean, look, it probably will. But at least if it's really, really weird, we'll, we'll keep it anonymous for you. Yeah. But get on there, chat with us. We're on there live, uncut, uncensored, and irrevocably circumcised. And I do have a great announcement for you people, you listeners, soon-to-be viewers. We are doing video. We're going to release oh. that on our YouTube. Yee. It's going to be great. I mean, I know you've sat there and listened to us and went, I would like to hear that cut a little differently and maybe a little less edited, like some behind-the-scenes <laughs> type things. That's what our YouTube will be because Dane's not doing the editing for that. I am. So oh, no. it's going to be oh, it's no. gonna be something. I mean, it's probably going to be cock-a-doody poo-poo at first, <laughs> but 
you know what? By God, it'll be there. We'll grow together. <laughs> you we'll grow said, together. You, we will. You sounded like what's her face's character from Misery trying to describe something <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah she did say a lot. That sounds like just a bunch of cockadoody boo boo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've also got uh, some great favorite. Yeah, Daddy. See, Poppy. Grape flavored gaming on YouTube as well, to where you can watch us play some games. I want to do more of that. I'm tired of watching other people make funny videos making video games. I want us to do more of it. So we're going to do more of it. And then that brings us to the question that has been gnawing at my mind ever since we landed on this island Austin and Tiny, when life hands one grape to the two of you, on this island, you found the secret flower, which grows the grape, because mm. grapes grow on flowers. What do you do? I smash Austin in the head with a rock and take the other grape. The wait, because if he had a grape and I had a grape, no, there was one. Oh, there it was one? both of you staring down. Oh, it's the same the answer. Same, it's like a blooming little flower with a little grape on the inside. It, of it. It's the same answer. I smash him in the head with a rock and take it for myself and put it in my ass. Do you? Do, <laughs> Do you, do you, what did you react to anything of this? Well, honestly, his story for the grape is much more destructive than mine. Yeah, I, what were you going to do? I was going to blow the grape up like a balloon and bounce around on it on the island and have just days and days of joyous fun till it finally popped just enough to where it let the air out of it and I jumped one too many times on it and it flew into my ass. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore, you're not. We, the trick was this was a play you were both putting on in front of the rock for all of us to watch. Exactly. So, so thank you for that entertainment. And it's up the to the time. viewers to decide. Side the best. <laughs> yeah. Put it to the polls. You see a bright light, you hear Madonna. And you're back to earth, just in excruciating pain.